Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that sees you when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake. Which is kind of disturbing when you think about it. It is. Definitely. It really, really is. The Noobs and the Whovian! My name is Austin, I'm the Whovian, and these are my sons Corbin and Tripp. And we're the Noobs. And this week we have a special, special guest, Corbin and Tripp's little brother and my son, Brayden. Hi. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And three sons who haven't. Except this week we're not. Because we have some Christmas traditions in our house in the old Reason home here. The first rule is what, Brayden? What is the first rule about Christmas music? You cannot do Christmas music. Until Black Friday. That's right. No Christmas music before Black Friday. For me, Christmas doesn't begin until Thanksgiving ends. Okay? Live with it, people. The second rule is we have to watch all of the Christmas movies that we own between Black Friday and Christmas Day. New Year's Eve at the latest. Uh, there's yeah. been a year or two yeah. where we've had to sneak one in after Christmas Day. Considering so. it's a growing list. It is, it is a growing list. Every year we seem to add at least one more movie. Um, this year we hadn't bought a new one, but we did end up adding one uh, inadvertently because it became available on Amazon Prime, and that's yeah. uh, It's a uh, Wonderful Life. It? It's a oh, wonderful life. We're going to watch that one, I guess? I, I'm going to watch it. I have a personal tradition that I have watched It's a Wonderful Life by myself while your mom slept on the couch on New Year's Eve for like two or three years in a row. <laughs> really? Yeah, because mom, mom has uh, conked out. Last year was different because we all stayed up, but when you guys were younger, uh, there was about three New Year's Eves in a row where it was just me and your mom. We had a party to go to. You guys were all asleep. And I found myself sitting on the couch watching TV, waiting for the ball to drop, but your mom was asleep, so I would end up watching It's a Wonderful Life. So it's kind of become my own personal tradition. What? So, yeah. And so then it stopped. Watch. And, and oh, then it yes, stopped because to us. Okay, we, we did a big New Year's Eve this, thing last year. We're not doing this, that this year? Okay. Probably or not. last year. Probably. We're, well, well who knows? we're going to be out of town. That could be a yeah. At any answer. rate, so um, as we have been mentioning for the last couple of weeks, this is a special Christmas timey wimey. Uh, Corbin said, uh, "Too bad there's not a Christmas time travel movie that we could do a timey wimey during December." And I said, "Ah, but there is. There is. And we watch it. Aha. And we watch it every year. And we watch it every year. The Santa Claus Three. It's not uh, always the first. Trip tried to poo poo the idea by saying, "Yeah." Yeah, but they like barely time travel. I was like, doesn't matter. Counts for me. Actually, so. that's the whole point of the third movie. So they don't yeah, barely everything, time travel. Everything leads up to that point. But I mean, when you yeah. when you consider how long the movie is and how much of it involves time travel, it's very, very short. True. So at any rate, this is the one where toy company executive Scott Calvin perpetuates a global fraud on the world's children. I mean, uh, it's got Santa. Yeah. Twelve years ago, Scott Calvin inadvertently killed Santa Claus and took his place. A few years later, he got married. Now, they're about to have a baby, and Mrs. Claus isn't happy. She misses her family. The toy factory is behind schedule. The delivery room is just too small. Jack Frost is trying to upstage Santa, and Santa is freaking out. He decides to bring the in-laws to the North Pole, risking the secret of Santa and the joy of children everywhere. Which kind of doesn't make any sense when you think about it. So don't yeah. think about it too hard. Jack manages to find out about the escape clause and tricks Santa into going back in time and steals the big red coat. Back in the present, Jack is now Santa and has turned the North Pole into a kitschy tourist trap. 
Scott tricks Jack back and reclaims the role of Santa just in time for the baby to come, just in time for the presents to be delivered. Seriously, guys, we have to start planning around this whole Christmas Eve thing. I mean, it comes every year. The end? Definitely the end. Maybe there's a Santa Claus 4 coming? I doubt it. Maybe not. We said that for Incredibles, and then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, in the age of long-awaited sequels, I think we're... I think we're perfectly primed for the Santa Claus 4. Yeah. Uh, so let's give a rundown of some of the cast and characters. We have, of course, Santa Claus slash Scott Calvin, played by Tim Allen, and uh, Tripp noted that in the notes, I didn't have anything about Tim Allen's acting credits, and I was thinking, was yeah, well, I'm going to go over and talk about how he did, um, he was a stand-up comedian for a number of years, yeah. and then they used that stand-up to create a, uh, a sitcom called Home Improvement, and then Corbin reminded me that none of that matters or even counts or is known at all because because he's Buzz Lightyear. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear. Yes. Yeah. He also ha- currently has a sitcom that is, I think, on the air, or maybe it just got canceled again after again. being canceled the first time. And being, <laughs> yeah, it's called Last Man Standing. He was on the air for a little while, and then he got canceled, mm-hmm. and then another network picked him up, and then I think he got canceled again. So I don't know. But um, so he just was, nobody likes him anymore. He was Buzz. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a Toy Story four coming, so we're gonna see Buzz Lightyear so, again. Carol Claus is. What's that? How old is he now? Uh, oh, like, I don't know. I mean, he was, <laughs> he's got to be. He was like my age old. now when I was your age, I think. So, I mean, mm. he was he was doing home improvement when I was a kid. I watched that <coughs> with my parents, I think. So, uh, we have Carol Claus, appropriately named Carol. Yeah, I, know. I mean, as soon as you meet her in the second movie, Carol, you're like, well, that's got to be who Santa married. Yeah. Uh, played by Elizabeth Met- uh, Mitchell. She has done a bunch of stuff. She was um, in V for a short time. She was one of the main characters on Revolution. Uh, she was, in, for like a, a half a season, she was a, a villain on Once Upon a Time. Corbin and Tripp and Brayden know her as Melody Fuller from Gordimer Gibbons. Did y'all yeah. I don't y'all remember that? who that is, actually. Yeah. Okay. What? Who Who's Melody that? Fuller? Melody. The I girl don't. that always goes with Cordomore and Ranger? Melody, Carol. I'm noticing a pattern here. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. No, but this would be a grown woman, Trip. Yeah. Is, is Wait. That yeah, we don't know who that is, actually. Okay, so she's in Gordimer Gibbons, which is a uh, an Amazon Prime show that the boys watch. Um, and most importantly for me, she was uh, on Lost for uh, mm. the, the last couple of seasons. And so she's just everywhere. Enjoyed her on that. Yeah, she's done a lot of uh, like sci-fi type A lot stuff. of these guys have a lot of acting credits, actually. Oh, yeah. this is yeah. It's just like a, a cavalcade of, of Hollywood stars. Charlie, uh, the boy, is played by Eric Lloyd. I did confirm he was... Uh, he was Charlie in all three movies. So yeah. when we see him grow up from part one to part two, he really did him. grow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, actually so. him. Um, he has been acting since he was 18 months old, Braden. Wow. He appeared in a computer wow. commercial when he was 18 months old. A computer commercial? A computer commercial. <laughs> a computer like commercial? a diapers commercial or something. Uh, yeah, and computers. he would have been, what, about Braden's age in the first movie, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he was six. Six or seven. He was, oh, the other thing, apparently he's made, uh, he's made a, a little, carved out a little niche for himself in Hollywood as playing younger versions of other actors. So he played <laughs> the young Kevin Arnold in The Wonder Years, so he played a young Fred Savage, uh, which is hard to imagine because Fred Savage was a kid when he was in that show. So it must have been like toddler Fred Savage or something. <laughs> really, really um, young. Yeah, he played uh, he played Robert Downey Jr. You y'all know who Robert Downey Jr. is? No, the guy who no. plays Iron Man, right? Boom, that's right. Oh. He played an actor. No. In oh okay. no, no no no. What I'm saying is he he ends up being the younger version of characters. Oh, so he Downey. played a young Fred Savage 
by being Kevin Arnold in Wonder Years. Yeah. He played a young Robert Downey Jr. by playing that character's younger version in Heart and Souls, which is a movie you guys haven't seen, but I, um, I thoroughly enjoyed, as of when Robert Downey Jr. was much younger, like in his 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also played a young George Clooney slash Val Kilmer slash... Uh, 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 Michael Keaton <laughs> by playing young Bruce Wayne in the Batman and Robin movie. Wow. So that was one of the young 90s Batman. Bruce Wayne. Uh, yes. Yeah, he played, he played young, Batman. Young, young Bruce Wayne. That's right. He plays so he young has everything. Been, he's been Batman. Wait, so what? he's been Batman since he's he was a little Batman. kid? Yes. Yes. When he was a little kid, he played Batman as a little kid. No, I'm saying what? Batman has been Batman since he was a little kid. It's in his soul. <laughs> uh, the lucky few that get to play Batman. Yeah. I, I mean, that's pretty cool. When you, If you can say, yeah. I've played Bruce Wayne. I know. That's a pretty cool acting credit. Um, now, he's still working. He just finished shooting a movie called Onyx of Wall Street. Uh, so he is still, Whatever that is. Yeah, well, whatever that it is. Just, it just wrapped up uh, filming this year, so it'll probably be out you know, next year or something. Yeah. Um, but we'll anyway, be like, hey, that movie. Yeah. So he's... Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll listen back to this and be like, oh, that one. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's been acting the last couple of years, so he's, he's still around. Um, we had Jack Frost played by uh, the very famous, very well-known Martin Short. Um, I just... My one note here is that I hate him in everything except for the movie Inner Space. Other than that, I could deal, I could live without Martin Short. He, the <laughs> character he plays in this movie is the character he plays in every stinking movie. <laughs> what you saw what? in this movie was Sounds like him. Martin Short as Martin Short as Jack Frost. I mean, he just... <laughs> Martin Short has this character, this annoying character, who, by the way, will find a way to sing a show tune in any movie, TV show, award ceremony, anything he's in, he's going to find a way to shoehorn in a show tune. So when he did uh, North Pole, North Pole, that's a take of an old Broadway song called New York, New York. Yeah. So anytime he's going to appear, he's going to find a way that he's going to sing some ridiculous song. So huh. amazing. Um, he's the he's the guy that I that I love to hate. So, um, and then one other note here, just had to bring this up that the Sandman uh, is played, of course, by Michael Dorn, who is Worf. So we've got our Star Trek connection. Yeah. We don't have a, a Doctor Who connection that I that I. That's what we need to start doing. There's a podcast I listen to where every movie they review, they try and find the Star Trek connection. And sometimes it's like the makeup guy, you know, for the extras <laughs> was, was did uh, made the coffee for one episode of, of Star Trek TNG or something. Uh, so we'll have to start trying to figure out the Doctor Who connection. All right, so um, random stuff that we noticed. Um, we're going to start off by just talking a little bit about the movie itself, and then we'll get into the, the actual timey-wimey stuff. Uh, but we, we can't talk about a movie without just talking about the movie. So first of all, I just want to do a quick poll for you guys. What's the creep level on that fireplace? Holy smokes. I know. That is like yeah. the freaky. The fireplace thing. that is the giant, giant Santa's Santa. face. Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That never gets old. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, it would pretty fast for me. <laughs> yeah, every oh. night when I cut out the lights and have to look at that thing just in the light of the moon. <laughs> but I mean, it's like totally destroyed. The first time I saw this movie, I remember thinking that is the creepiest fireplace I can imagine. And then he makes it creepier by having it go. I'm like, oh, it moves. That is terrible. It moves and it talks. It moves in the night. <laughs> 
That's gotta be in the work. Ah, get out of here! What is that? That's gotta be. So, Raiden, when we do the normal uh, podcast, we give every episode a a creep level rating on a scale from zero to five hundred. What would you rate this? This uh, that fireplace between zero and five hundred. Just the fireplace. So like zero I mean, being me, totally like, not creepy, five hundred being creepiest thing I've ever seen. What what would you what would you rate it? For me, that's like a two fifty at least. It's like a two fifty. Okay, that's so, like three hundred. It's a three hundred for trip. What do you think, Brad? Mm. That's a hard one. That is a tough one. Yeah. I kind of I didn't prepare you for that. I just sort of put you on the spot. Yeah. Because it's not really really creepy. Because it's not also yeah. like it's kind of terrifying. It also it, is. <laughs> It's like it also is very creepy. Right. Like right. you just see it, just like. What do you think? <sighs> Put a number on it between one and five hundred. Hmm. What do you think? Wait, didn't you say zero? Zero to five hundred. Yeah. Zero. You, you can give it a zero, zero. if you want. You can give it a zero. I'll disown you, but <laughs> as, yeah. because you're obviously a robot. Yeah. If you think that that was zero creep level? What do you think? <laughs> so Corbin gave it a two fifty. And I gave it a 300. 350. A 350. <laughs> I gotta say, yeah, 350. All right. I gotta say. All right. And, Brandon, by the way, whenever we do that, the creep level, they give their scores, and I always give my score as though I'm you. You. Of course, he's like widely. <laughs> I always rate it a little higher than I would because I'm trying to think of how creepy you would think the episode was. All right, Brandon. Except one he more doesn't always do it. What's creepier in this episode? Uh, the fireplace, the creepy Santa fireplace, uh. or when Jack Frost, uh, his face turns all blue and he freezes the parents. <gasps> Which part's creepier? Fireplace. The fireplace. Yes. Oh, fireplace. Agreed. Oh. Agreed. Oh. All right. So other random stuff we noticed, and guys, feel free to feel free to jump in here. Um, I just was writing some things down as we were watching the movie. I have watched this movie how many times? I mean, we've I don't know. we've owned it for we've a couple of years now. It came out in two thousand and three. I would venture to say I've seen it twelve times. <laughs> I don't know that wow. I've seen it every year since it came out, but um, we've owned it for probably five or six years. Um, mm-hmm. I just noticed for the very first time that Jack Frost's tie is an icicle. Did y'all notice that? You've wow. never noticed you know, that. I've movie always noticed that. Notice all the tiny details. I have never noticed it. I, when he first comes that. into the, the meeting, he was standing at an angle where you could see it really clearly. And the rest of the time, it's kind of obscured by his suit. Yeah, it's so like not noticed. really there. Yeah, it just sort of so. fades into the background. But the way he was, I was like, oh my gosh, that's an icicle. Brilliant. Yeah. I've always so, mentioned that. it while we of were course. watching. I was like, I Bravo don't Bravo on, on the uh, costume department. Yeah, there, so. just of course. Oh, like, um, <laughs> why not? Yeah. We did have, um, Corbin did notice, um, made sure that we wrote down that Santa manipulates the space-time continuum in order to deliver the toys in the mm-hmm. all, all over the world in one night. That'll come so, into play later, so yeah. be prepared for uh, right, that. Right, right. So, but, I mean, Corbin's like, I, I think he even paused it. Like, hey, need to make sure we make a note of that because we've got some, some timey-wimey stuff happening there. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, that's the least of their worries. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, apparently... Manipulating the space-time continuum is the easy part of Christmas for the elves. Mm-hmm. So just put that in your back pocket. Uh, that's so, how he gets around the world. I mean, that's well, the only way he can make it. Obviously. It's not I mean, a it hot either rod, it's space-time continuum. That's right. Yeah, um, space travel. So we have... Um, oh, this was just a... Um, this probably could have gone up in the... You know what? This probably needed to go up in the uh, cast and characters. But at any rate, Carol's mom, Sylvia, is played by an actress named Anne Margaret who was um, an actress and singer from the 60s. So 
I, I, the reason I, I even looked this up was because it just hit me this time watching it when Jack Frost says, oh, come on, I bet you sing, too. Remember, he's like, he's yeah. like schmoozing with her. And he's like, come on, I bet, you, I bet you sing just a little bit. And she's like, no, I don't sing. And I was like, they're playing this up a little too much. Like, what's the deal? I wonder if she's like some yeah. famous singer I just didn't know about. And sure enough. Mm-hmm. She was. Yeah, she was like big time. Of um, course she was. Like, yeah, of course. So when Why she goes, else would you add in that part? And, and then the other thing is, you know, when she sings, she's obviously very good. When yeah. she goes, Jack Frost, nipping at you, no. You know, she's Sing that part again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, did that part again. Um, so at any rate, um, let's see. Oh, Brayden pointed out that um, Santa can use his hands as a drill. What was that all about? <laughs> Wait, what? I mean... Tell him, when, so, what, which scene are you talking about? Do you remember? Um, When he was, like, making that rocket-powered scooter. Right? Yeah. And it did sound like hammer drill. noises and drill noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ding, like, ding. Okay. <laughs> drills in his fingers. So Brayden said what I was thinking. Because I was like, apparently, you know, he doesn't need tools. Because then all of the, uh, his hands going out to the side, he never, it's not like he's going hammer, drill, saw, you know, t- duct tape. He's never doing anything he's going, like that. He's, his hands are moving real fast. And you hear like hammering and drilling and <laughs> wait his <laughs> like, hands are drills and his fingers are hammers oh is that what be, it is that'd be crazy and and like the uh, the the edge of his hand is a saw blade yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it uh, turns out that that's actually the toy Santa he just opens up his arm <laughs> 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 yes by the way we're not we're not talking about the Santa Claus 2 but uh the toy Santa is, Santa's I think, the best words. part of this entire trilogy. Yeah. The toy Santa. I mean, this is yeah. this is a great trilogy of movies. I love everything about ah, about it's all It's naked. <laughs> it's naked. Uh, but I mean, still to this day, like we've been watching this movie again for you know a dozen years or so, and and, and it never still, gets old. It never gets, never old. gets old. And how many times throughout the year do you hear your dad say? Santa's got a little buzz. Like, like <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Dad, so don't start the much. Christmas music. That's <laughs> <laughs> I like Coco. I do that all the time. Uh, yeah. I love, I love, love, love. I love his squeaky noises that he makes. Like when he, when he pushes his hand, uses his hand to push his own mouth closed. You hear that little squeak of the... <laughs> <laughs> the plastic like amazing. There's a couple times where they just work that little plastic <laughs> rubbing against each other noise. I love it. All right, so uh, let's see. Um, the uh, oh, we noticed that the the entrance to the Hall of Snow Globes is behind a vending machine that sells not Red Bull. What does it sell, Trip? Red Deer. Red Deer. Is this the first time you've I've noticed this? I've never noticed this. I, it's one of those things I've that you notice it. and then you forget about it. Yeah, and, and then, then you, you notice it. And then you notice yeah. and you go, oh, And the yeah. other thing is, there were some things that I noticed in this that I that I wrote down that it's not like I noticed it the first time. But, yeah, but it's like, again, whenever this is you're a thing that I have seen before. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that part. Right. Well, no, the other thing is, like, I was watching it with a different set of eyes this time because I'm yeah. taking notes. And, you know, notes we're we're going to talk about it for the podcast. Yeah. So we're not I don't know if it changed it for, it for the story this time. Right. I don't know Except if it changed I it for was. you guys, but it definitely changed it for me. So. Didn't for um, me. I wasn't writing okay. down anything. We, we don't have really a let's talk about section this week, but could, could we talk about the existential horror that is the Hall of Snow Globes? Uh-huh. Corbin, would you like to elaborate on, on the, the fact that the Hall of Snow Globes is a living nightmare? Mm-hmm. 
So, okay. every snow globe represents a Santa of the past. And if Santa becomes Santa how we think it is, that is by him dying in some <laughs> shape or form. And because someone if picking up a cloak off of his dead body, <laughs> and then putting it on. Right. If he well, not off his dead body, because it does disappear. It does now. disappear. If he were to say, "Use the escape clause," then he wouldn't become a Santa, meaning the snow globe wasn't there. So pretty much every single right. snow globe is a dead Santa. Right, because I was thinking, that was my first thought, was like, oh, well, some of them probably took the escape clause. Well, Except but if they, they took they the escape clause, that means, yeah, yeah. it means they were never Santa. Which, by the way, that sucks. That like, sucks. It's like you either have to go back and make it so that it never happened, or you have to die like to, yeah. you know, to quit the job. No good way to stop being Santa Claus. There <laughs> <laughs> Make it so that it never happened, so that none of those good reasons, none of those good things ever happened. None of those good things happen to you, and apparently you wreck your your child's life, your ex-wife's life, your ex-wife's new husband's well, life. Well, it might just be him, because he was yeah, terrible before No, 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 but that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the it one would have been good. Here's like, the thing that I don't like about that part of the movie. It's like Charlie suddenly hates everybody. Okay. Like, so, everything was working perfectly fine. Everybody was getting yeah, along. Was, like, creepily. Fine. And then, 12 years later, since he decided he didn't want to be Santa, suddenly, nope, that's not going to work anymore. Okay, so, when 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 they go back and Jack changes things and, and Scott doesn't become Santa, and we go back to the future... Uh, describe Scott Calvin at that point. <coughs> What's he? What? He's a stereotypical movie character. Who is he? Like businessman. Yeah. yeah. Self-important. He's the, the self-important, over overworked, uh, workaholic, neglect the family, abandon everything, yeah. working on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's he basically like Scrooge. On- Mm. And, <clears throat> yeah, we always work on Christmas Eve, sir. What do you mean? You never talk about your family, sir. What do you mean? Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, let's go back to the first movie. Who was Scott Calvin before he became Santa Claus? Just this guy's dad. Same guy, really. Huh? What's the same, same kind of guy? What do you mean? Like, everything we just described. What? No. Was he? No, he was just like, this yeah. kid's dad. They broke up. But you then... The, you have the bit at the beginning where he's, he's late, right? He's mm-hmm. late because he was working. But... But he wasn't like anti-Christmas and like hating a, his family a, and a abandoning hate. everything that he ever knew before this. Yeah, I mean like Scott was Calvin was a good guy who just probably a, worked a little too just, hard. Just a bad yeah. reputation, really. I wouldn't even well, I don't even yeah. know about that. I mean like he did okay, like he didn't get along with his ex-wife. Guess what? That's called life. Yeah. That's, people don't get along with their ex-wives. That's but why it's their ex-wife. He didn't really get along with his child either. Because his child... I mean, he did. He t- he was trying. He, he was, was trying, trying right? but he didn't and really like he valued like his kid, and he valued Christmas, and magic, and wonder, and all these kinds of things. And then it's like he, they, they turned him into like, well, if he hadn't been Santa, he would have been Scrooge. Like, he wasn't Scrooge he was or Santa yeah. before he became Santa. Anyways. I mean, he was a good guy, just like, as Scott Calvin. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was, he was perfectly was, fine. He was a perfectly fine character. Like, yeah, he, he had his flaws. Yeah. He had his, right? yeah. You know, he, he had his priorities out of whack. On, he on had Christmas his ups Eve. and downs. You know, I just realized is like every Christmas Eve that we've ever seen this guy experience. I know. He's been running worst. on his coattails. 
<laughs> it's been like the terrible situation. So I know. Um, one last. Um, oh, okay. So we, we got off topic. We were we were talking about the uh, the Hall of Snow Globes. Yeah. How many snow globes did we count on screen? Like I don't know. Twenty. Like we paused it at I one didn't point, count any. and there had to be twenty on screen. I know. And that was the camera in the middle of the room looking in one direction. So I mean, there had to be like fifty, sixty, and you never snow globes. You never see up. <laughs> you never even look up. Yeah. yeah. So how many were floating up above on the top level? I mean, because we should sure. incorporate any Santa Claus movie that ever exists because it's like the Hall of Snow Globes. This is where all the dead Santas are. <laughs> this is all the other Santa movies you've ever seen. This is the, Which the makes ghost of Santa's past. references within those snow globes to other Santa that movies. Would that would have been really funny if they yeah. had done that. Like if they no one would be able to tell, but right. you can yeah. do that. So, and then Mom brought up an interesting point. I think it was Mom. She said, yeah. what happens to the Mrs. Claus? Yeah. I know. It's so, like, in the opening movie. Like, the Mr. Claus dies, and then it's just, like, the escape clause? Yeah, because, like, one of the things that's creepy about the first movie is that when he shows up, everybody is totally cool with the fact that the guy they've known and loved is just dead. And just they're tragically happy. had an accident and died. And they're yeah. happy about it. <laughs> they seem to be happy that this new guy has come in. Hey! They killed the old Santa. Right. And I mean, like, even though he took him long enough. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Finally, he took him long enough. Jeez, man, the guy hung around for like 30 years. I was ready to move on. So it's like you have um, Bernard, who presumably knows Santa best and is the closest person to Santa, is totally like, Hey, oh, so the new Santa. Yeah, he's like, you put on the coat, huh? <laughs> Actually, doesn't he say something about he 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 says something about running like, into the other Santa? I don't know. Like, the, oh, he says the other Santa disappeared and you put on the coat, right? Uh-huh. So he basically is very flippantly saying, "Oh, okay, so the other Santa, that died. Santa died, died and his the big guy." What's that? I said you killed the big guy, you became the big guy. Yeah, you put on the coat, you become the new Santa, but he's he's just kind of like, you know, well, well he's dead. Yeah, he's well, I dead guess now. But the again, elves have been living for like thousands of years, so I guess yeah, they're totally fine with now, it. But apparently Santa's just well, apparently hey, you know what? Maybe all of those like dozens of snow globes we saw only happened in like the last 50 years because Santas are just dropping like every two or three Christmases. Because by the way, how long is it from the first movie to the second movie? Probably like 10 years? Uh-huh. Yeah. And for some reason he has to get married by that Christmas? Why? So was there like uh-huh. some, they never said how long. Was there just a that part it had to be in between? Because yeah. that was so long, like 10 years. Oh, it just took him that long to release the next movie. But what I'm saying is yeah, like... Yeah, but I know. It's... So all of a sudden, so does that mean that the it reason takes. there's no mention of... Oh, and by the way, by the way, they were surprised by that. Bernard and Curtis... Had never noticed that they had to get married. Yeah. So does this mean... Curtis knew it. Let's assume that Bernard, that's, the head elf, the head elf know that Santa Claus had to be married at some yeah, point. Yeah, Curtis had to bring it up to Bernard. Yeah. So, yeah. so, okay, so presumably then, this has taken them by surprise. So it's, it's been thousands of years, hundreds of Santas, and they haven't realized yet. Yeah, so let's yeah. presume that it's it was ten years, and that that's the, that's the term of the, of the Mrs. Claus. I mean, so it's been at least the, every nine years a Santa <laughs> is dropping. He's the first guy to make it more than a decade. He's the first guy <laughs> to make it to the ten-year mark. Because uh, he's in, the in only one. hundred years. And nobody's realized, wow, you look 
Like you're what? missing your Santa. beard and you're not fat anymore. Yeah. Something going wrong with you? And then poof. Well, that Santa's yeah. gone. <laughs> <laughs> what happens at that point? <laughs> the clothes. How, how many Santas have decent? We, oh, you know what? You know what, Trip? You're right. Because what how does Curtis say when the beard shrinks? What does Curtis say? Did the certification process? Did the certification process have begun? You know, like, like he knows does exactly that what that is. Yeah, so how many times has this happened? How many times has, like... I don't know why. Like, I don't know, man. Like, they keep falling off of roofs or turning back into regular dudes. We don't know what the deal is. Maybe I should look into this. Huh. Yeah, so it's like... Maybe Curtis says he's, like, the only person that apparently reads the book. The rules that they're supposed to follow. Yeah, like, how many times has, like, the the Santa just been laying in bed and just, like, disappeared? (laughs) And they just see the cloak on the bed, like, did Santa die? What happened here? We need to go find a new human to put on the suit. Yeah, just, like, throw it on the suit. Alright, toss the the suit out in the snow again and see what happens. (laughs) What were you going to say, Brady? so ridiculous. It's just, like, I mean, what? Do they just jump off a roof because they've lost their deer? Oh no! They just yeah yeah. How many yeah? How many Santas got stranded and and you know died in the cold or whatever? Like, <laughs> they uh, lose their deer and just jump off the roof and die. So how many people? Ha- how many Santas have been flying back and just like suddenly they disappeared? Just like, it's like I don't classic feel plane so engine bad. going down. <laughs> so apparently like the answer to mom's concern years. about what happened to the Mrs. Clauses over is that it over didn't time happen. is that is it, we haven't had one. Yeah. <laughs> This is the first one. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Merciful heavens. Okay. Oh. So uh, the only other uh, uh, stuff we noticed was there was a nice little National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation reference with Neil and the tangled up ball of Christmas lights. It's um, like, that that one did hit me for the first time this uh-huh. go around. That that was a, definitely a National Lampoon's shout out there. So that was all the. Um, I'm sure that wasn't all the stuff we noticed, but that's all the stuff we have written down there. So wanted to move into the timey wimey details, guys. So first of all, uh, so Braden. Uh, help us out here what was the method of time travel how did they travel what did they have to do to travel through time they didn't drive a car 88 miles an hour what yeah. did they do? do you remember they like they used the santa globe mm-hmm. santa snow globe right right and what did he have to do you gotta say something right yeah what is it i wish i was never santa mm-hmm. right and apparently that's how you stop being santa uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and? Well, nothing will really happen if you aren't Santa and you have the Santa globe and you say that. Mm-hmm. Because, well, you aren't really you have Santa. To, you have to be Santa to like, activate it. Yeah, you yeah. have to be Santa to activate it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's well, apparently point. a recorded voice for the <laughs> Trick the magic. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently it's not that you can travel in time if you have one of Santa's snow globes. You have to be Santa. That's a good point. And so so, so there's, there's a couple of methods. There's two ways to travel through time in this universe. One, be Santa and wish that you weren't. Or two... Stand next to Santa when he does that, and then grab, grab onto him. And apparently, you get to go back in time with him. So, all yeah. right. So, uh, the rules of time travel. Trip. Is this a you can change the past, or you can't change the past, or is this a you can't change the past unless we decide we're going to later? What is what is what kind of you can change the past? Yeah, I mean, it's like that's the only time that they really use you it. You can change the past unless we decide we don't want to anymore. 
Well, no, then yeah. you go back and you change the change to the past, apparently. Uh-huh. Change so the change to we'll, past. We'll change the past in, in by a minute. doing nothing. But, uh, but really, this is a, this is a hard... Uh, like free will version. This is a hard, uh, you can't change the past because that's the whole point. Is yeah. that you make the wish, which sends you back in time so that you can uh, change the past. Otherwise, there's, yeah. no reason to, there's no reason to go back at all. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. And also, the other rule uh, here that we sometimes bring up is that time travelers maintain knowledge of the original timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have, when, when the time travelers get back to the future... Jack they Austin, don't know anything. No, no, no. They remember. No, they remember the past timeline, but they don't remember this. They remember we're, the two timelines. We're, we're gonna I we're gonna get into that. But the basic the basic rule seems to be that time travelers maintain knowledge of the yeah. original timeline. All right. Uh, so let's see. When was the time travel type introduced, Corbin? Um. So it starts when Curtis, when Jack Frost tricks Curtis into telling him about the escape clause. And he's basically like, you don't want to be Santa? The what? The, what? the escape clause. The what? Escape clause. Oh, the escape clause. I, I didn't know what you. I didn't know what escape clause was or, or could possibly uh, be. Whatever. Clause. That's not a word. You grab the ball, you say, I don't want to be Santa Claus anymore, and then Bam! You're not Santa Claus. And no, you don't say that. You say, "I wish I was never Santa." It doesn't at all. matter. Okay. No, you how, have how to about, say those. How about exactly. Curtis reenacting time travel? <laughs> what is this? What is this part? <laughs> this is the part where I go back in time. This is the part where I'm Amazing. being transferred back in time. <laughs> and I love how he doesn't say that until Jack Frost answers. Like he just expects. <laughs> he just expects him to this know. Is, this is the time travel noise. This is Duh. what it's. Yeah. Like, and yeah. looks like apparently when you travel through time, you didn't mm-hmm. know this. Duh. Except you don't spin around. You just. So, ooh. Ooh. Curtis, as an elf, assumes that everyone knows what he's doing there. Mm. That's an interesting thing to put in your back pocket, there, boys. All right. Wait. How does Curtis know what traveling through Hold time it. is? Hold it. You're getting ahead of your job. All right. So, um, did they follow their own rules? For the most part, I'd they say. said you can change things, so it's kind of hard. And they did. And they did. Yeah. And then they did again. <laughs> um, it did get a little timey wimey with the results of the time travel. And yeah. uh, Brayden, um, wibbly wobbly timey wimey in Doctor Who basically means we don't have to explain how time travel works. <laughs> <laughs> we're just making it up as we go. So now um, we're going to attempt to explain why all this stuff happens. That's right. So, so they they both okay. So they go back. And they change things. Jack changes things so by picking up the coat and, and thereby becoming Santa. He disappears. Then Scott disappears. And they both seem to retain their memories of what happened. Right? They yeah. both remember. From the previous timeline and stuff. Yeah. They remember traveling back in time and doing all those things. However, it seems that Scott traveled instantly into the future and doesn't remember the alternate timeline. Remember, Brayden? Yeah, doesn't remember so at like, all. He's, he's like, like, where am I? What's what going on? Why is this Christmas yeah. Eve? And why are we at work and stuff? By the way, did anybody notice that um, he didn't say, uh, um, uh, who the heck are you, to to his assistant guy? He didn't say that? He didn't say, no, he didn't. who are you, where am I? He didn't say anything like that. Did y'all notice that? Yeah. He was just yeah, like, like why are we working on Christmas? Like, yeah. 
how do you how do you just assume that you're anyways? So, um, but he, he so he kind of doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't understand. Well, he does walk into the room, and the guy is like talking to him like this, and this. this That's this. true, but I mean, he, yeah. there's no like moment of orienta- uh, disorientation. He's just like boom, like here we go. So, but at any rate, he doesn't remember the alternate timeline that they created. He only remembers the way things were. Sometimes yeah. in, in time travel movies, you know, you'll have somebody it's kind of that way. they travel back and they don't they don't remember the other stuff. They're like, yeah. it's supposed to be this way. I know? think it's only for mm-hmm. the Santa. Like the the Santa only knows what it was because well, the so Santa that, has to live through a new life with elves and stuff. That's but the, it doesn't that's really point, matter. Is that, so when Jack disappears, it seems like Jack disappears and doesn't travel immediately into the future because he remembers the 12 years. Or so it seems. And why has it been 12 years already? Exactly. He's been waiting for him. But then why did he disappear? But then why did when Scott went back, everything went back to normal? Like, wouldn't it be... That would be an alternate timeline also. No, because he... No, he didn't put on the coat. Future Scott didn't. Yeah. Future Scott yeah. didn't. Right. Other Scott did. So yeah, it would be exactly the same. Future, not future Scott or past Scott. Put on the coat. The first time, yeah. Yeah. Is that what you mean? So, what I wonder is, when, were they both there originally? First time when they went back. Right. Yeah, and yeah. the first time they go back, Scott doesn't because Jack puts it on first before he can. And by the way, they botched the timeline. Because in the first movie, the guy slid off the roof, he hit the ground, and then he walked over and looked at the guy, and then he went away, and, and that's when he disappeared. The guy disappeared. But it, I think yeah. it happened a little bit out it of order. It did. That's what I was saying. When we were yeah, because it disappears and then is out of him. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, it is consistent. In the first movie, Scott comes out and says something, and that's why Santa falls. And then he goes over to talk to Jack, and that's when the body disappears. When Jack goes back, he says something, and that's why Santa falls. Jack causes Santa to fall. Mm-hmm. And so the body disappears, and all that happens before Scott can ever come back outside. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. So at any rate, so <clears throat> my, here's my theory. Here's my theory. Jack disappears the first go-round. First go-round. Jack disappears, but doesn't travel back to the present. Jack disappears and goes to the North Pole. Mm. That's all I can figure. But it doesn't make any sense because that's not how. Why would he have been works. instantly transported to the North Pole? Scott had Wasn't. to finish the I route and to go to the North Pole. Yeah. And then what happens? What to should have happened? What should have happened is Jack should have put on the coat and then Scott disappeared. That's what yes. should have happened. But what happens to people that legitimately use the escape clause? Yeah. They use it. They go back in time and then what when someone else puts on the coat they're transported into the future to, to where live they with left, whatever happened and then they don't even know what's happening with a gap in their memory yeah and do they yeah. just have to try and or is it just that um, it happened now being there is messing it up and messing with the way the escape clause because nothing would have happened if he would have used the escape clause hid behind the snowman and the guy would have picked up the coat and put it on yeah nothing would have happened there all the events would have happened the same way he would have had to have actively done something to prevent himself from becoming santa so he not only would have to make the wish but then he would have to have 
the the, the, the will to actually go through with the plan by and preventing himself. By break the space-time continuum. Which well, means that he would have to run into his old self. Exactly. And force someone else to put it on and, before he gets transported right, right. back. So and he could be there. The future with a 12-year gap. <laughs> so he could be there for like... Just a year, just walking around like, hey, someone want to put on this coat? You want to come be Santa, guys? <laughs> just randomly throwing it on strangers. Here, put this on. Come here, I need you to wear this. Why? Get over here. I don't want to wear your stinky old coat. Get away. You want to become Santa? Here. All right, so. Um, just throws the, it on a kid. The, the, let's see. Uh, oh right, right. Okay, so they so Jack disappears. Seems to have experienced the twelve years in real time. Yeah. Uh, Scott misses it, but then on the second trip, when they return, they return to the very second that they left in the first place. Yeah. Like nothing mm-hmm. ever happened. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That so 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 the first time you have Santa initiating the escape clause and somebody hitching a ride with him through time. Yeah. And he gets the coat and jumps into the future. Or doesn't jump into the future, and and Santa jumps into the future, but no longer is Santa. Then the second go around, Santa Jack uh, j- initiates the escape clause through some jiggery pokery. Yeah. And Scott hops a, hops a ride with him, right? Shows yeah. up, and they they change things again, and then they shoot back forward in time to the exact to the moment that they left. left. Yeah, it's a little bit inconsistent. A little bit. Wait, inconsistent. but that means there, there was two of them. This is true. There's two of them in the same timeline. Does that mean that that, that was... person stayed there and that they went? No, if they went forward, does that mean the old Scar has an alternate timeline, or did he just disappear no, entirely? As far as the. Or did they just combine together? I think because there was new and there was old, existing. so they just swooshed the together. Exploded. So what happened? And we all died. Anyways, <laughs> um, so so the other thing we talked about, they didn't really have any rules about repeat trips. Um, they yeah. just kind of do- they just kind of dove into the whole time travel thing. But when they go back the second time, what's missing? Them. Them. They mm-hmm. didn't go back and see themselves. They didn't overlap their past timeline. Does that mean they got there earlier? And I was trying to think of this. Like, wait a minute, I know why. Why? Because they overwrote that timeline. Yeah. No, so they, well, they would have gone there far. It would have been. It, it could have either been that, or they could have, like, their past selves would have gone there. Because it goes back to the exact time since when they left, when they disappear. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they disappear, it goes back to the same time. Right. And it took him a while to, like, fly over and get him and get him to go back. So they would have left by that point. Mm. I think it's well, even if they were, they, they seem to come back at the exact same. They seem on the second trip. They seem to have landed at, at the exact same time that they landed in the first. In the exact same right spot. before Santa oh. fell. Yeah, yeah, in the exact same spot and everything. What now? Well, you know, so they must have gotten there like before their past selves. Okay. Because Scott Calvin, when they first went, mm-hmm. they. It didn't take. It took a little bit. For him to come out. Well, he didn't really come out. Okay. But when, but the second time when they went, like maybe like he came out immediately, kind of. Yeah. But 
if we're talking same timeline, that means that he would have come back, and then they would have been there for a little bit, and then suddenly their past selves would have come in. <laughs> it would be kind of awkward, because it would just be like, wait, you used the escape clause again. You foiled my plan. Oh. So I, I think basically what it is that they eradicated that when they created the new timeline... They just got rid of the old one. Scott Santa never went back to begin with. So when they went back again, they were going back from an alternate timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to, like, <coughs> um, Back to the Future and stuff. Except a little different. Yeah. Sort of. So mainly, though, it would have been expensive uh, for the production... To have yeah. them both there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I really wanted. To. But it would have been really cool to if they had come fight. back. And they had like a fight. With all four of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. So like then you would have had Santa, two versions of Santa. And, and, you know, Jack Frost and Jack Santa and Scott Calvin and Scott Santa all like brawling it out. You know, that would have been yeah. hilarious. And then Scott comes out and sees like a wrestling over there. I know. It's like, um, what is happening? By the way, one of my favorite things that Tim Allen does in this in this series of movies, he does it in two of the movies, is when he flying tackles somebody. I know. That's so awesome. in, in the second movie, uh, Toy Santa football, flying tackles. Yeah. Huh? When he's playing football. Yeah, when they're playing tennis football, he flying tackles the one elf. Um, and literally goes head over heels when he does it. And then in this one, he flying tackles Jack Frost into the snow. It's, just, it's so amazing. It's I think so I intense. figured out this escape clause. Okay. They messed it up because there's two people. But generally, when you go back, you're transported into your old body with all the memories so you can stop yourself from... I mean, that's the way it would seem, Santa. right? That's the way they would make sense. You would just blind the clock back on yourself uh-huh, but instead of actually would, showing up as... Yeah, like, but since there was two of them, they had up. to transport them back so they couldn't transport both oh, of them back into their own shoes. Only, outside and stuff. Yeah, because only one of them was the actual Santa and they didn't want to actually turn the other guy into his past self because yeah. he didn't want to go back. He just tagged along with Santa, so... Yeah, so yeah that makes sense. So did they follow their own rules? Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. In the notes, I said yes twice. <laughs> because yes. can you change the past? Yes. yes. Let's do it twice. twice. Yeah. Let's change it, and then let's unchange the change by changing it back to a different change. Yes. <clears throat> Very around. confusing. If you if you think about it, mm-hmm. the elves could be time lords. Oh, hang so, on. We're we're almost there. Getting to the theories. We're getting there. We're, we're getting not quite there. there. Hold, hold on to that thought, though. All right, so things they got right. I just I basically put in here that um, I love it when time travel franchises use footage from previous movies. Yeah, that's... Remember Back to the Future 2? Mm-hmm. They used all the footage from Back to the Future 1 again. They, like, reused it. Um, they reused uh, scenes. This was even cooler because this was the third movie. So we're, like, 12 years down the road and a whole movie in between, and they used footage from... <laughs> the first movie and the third movie so yeah. I just love that it's um, really fun yeah so overall guys um, Brayden this is where we talk about was it good and we're going to ask two questions was it a good story right was, was it a good, good movie was it a good and then was it a good travels. time travel story so um, let's see uh, Trip. what do you think was this a good story yeah I I love this like the whole thing all three movies they're all really good like you should watch all three movies if you just watch the third one definitely you should definitely go back and watch all of them because okay. now there's a whole story leading up to it now yeah. I didn't put this in the notes but I just thought of this rank them in order one two and three which on a scale of one to ten no 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 which one's the best 
Oh, I think the second one, just because of Toy okay. Santa. All right, and then what's the second best one? Um, I think actually, I mean, the third one was good, mm -hmm. but Jack Frost is annoying. Okay. So I, I think they both tied for second. I mean, the first okay. one starts off with a slow start. Cause All right, so you're going to say... Because I get the introduction, so it's like... Yeah. It's not really just right on you. Yeah. All right, so you're going to say two, and then one, one and three and tied three. for second place. Yeah. All right, Corbin, what about you? I'm going to go two, like, just Toy Santa, and that one was fun and stuff. Definitely. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Then, I don't know, the same problem the trip had. I don't know <laughs> if I like one or three better. They're both really good. Like they're both I don't want to say one is better than the other, because neither really is. Okay. So I think I'll go with the same thing as so, trip. So, so two, one, three. Agreement. All right, Brayden, what do you think? What's your favorite of the three movies? Two. Part two? Okay, what's your <laughs> second favorite one? Mm. <coughs> I'm going like to say one because okay. I didn't yeah. really like that. You didn't really like like the whole story for like the third one, really? Like not sort as of, much. And also like that fireplace. Oh, the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> the fireplace the just fireplace brings alone it down. knocks it yeah, down to third it, place. Okay, so Brayden's going to go 2 one, 3 I'm going to go 2 three, one. Obviously, 2 we think is the best movie. Yeah, 2 three, is definitely uh, agreed. The reason I'm putting 3 above 1 is because when I think of this trilogy, I think of the North Pole scenes. I think of yeah. I think of and like one didn't have many of those. Hardly any. Sure. I normally just think opening. of the like the second one, and I don't really think about the third one. I don't know why. Really? I just don't really remember it that much <laughs> because because when we were watching it, I don't remember like the opening part where she's like in the classroom and like things happen. I know. Happen. I forgot about that. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's the not whole very is her long. telling the story. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I always and forget it's set that in the future. Gotcha. But no. overall, overall, what would we say? The whole trilogy, good movies. Yes. The Santa Claus trilogy. Yeah, good right? movies. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Nine out of ten squeaky jaws. And, and, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a ten. <laughs> ten out of ten frozen people. Uh, that's. Is this on the whole trilogy? Yeah. All yes. right. On the trilogy, Brandon, on a score of score from one to ten, what do you rate? This, these movies, the Santa Claus movies, just all together as the a whole thing. trilogy. Corbin gives it nine out of ten. Trip gave it ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Um, that's uh, pretty hard. That's pretty hard. It is, yeah. Mm, ten out of ten flying reindeer. Ten, ten out of ten. Ten, ten out of ten reindeer. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Because I would probably put The Grinch above this trilogy. Yeah. After having watched it last night. Yeah. How much I love that movie. Um, I, I would, I, and we're talking about the the live action one, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Not the would, new one. New I would, give this, I would no. give this trilogy uh, nine out of ten farting comments. Farting. Farting Farting Chad. Chet, you're supposed to fly in a straight line. All right, so was it a good time travel story? And I'll, I'll preface this by saying we kind of shoehorned this movie into the timey-wimey category uh, just so we could have a Christmas time travel movie. I basically did it just to prove my oldest son wrong. That's basically <laughs> This episode brought to you by Spite. Yes. <laughs> Mom and Dad could get at it for ages on this. <laughs> yeah. No, so was it, a, was it a good time travel story, Trip? Um, I mean, there wasn't really much, like, time travel 
in it, so it's hard to rate it as like a time travel story. I think sure. it definitely did like hold up to my standards of time travel. Oh, your 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 elevated standards. standards now that you are a, a Doctor oh. Who podcaster. Yeah, yes. yeah. You have standards now. I yeah. See. Okay, okay. I think it's. I mean, there wasn't really too much wrong with it. Like. Okay. Sure, there are some things like they should have looped back on themselves and stuff like that. Right. Timey wimey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wobbly timey. <laughs> so, thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, I think it's, it was a pretty good one. I think like probably nine out of ten. Like there wasn't really much that was like wrong. We're with just it. doing. A, we're just doing a was it a yeah, good time? Yeah, travel? Thumbs, good up, thumbs, Th- down thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. All right, Brayden, what do you think? Was this a good time travel story? have much. Yeah, it's like it doesn't there's really only have much. there's a little bit of time. Okay, travel. I'm sorry guys. Gosh. But out dad's of, <laughs> But out of the time travel parts. Yeah. Given what it was, was it a good time travel story? Mm. Let me ask you this. Let me ask the question this way. If the movie didn't have time travel in it, would it have been as good of a movie? Would it still be a good movie? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, Brayden could just live without the time travel well, I mean, together. It okay. would lose the entire backbone of the movie, but... Yeah. Yeah. It would lose right. the whole part so, of so it. So thumbs up, thumbs down as a time travel movie. Middle. Brayden's giving it a horizontal Undecided. thumb. Okay. All right, Corbin, what do you think? Uh, the only thing I'm going to say... Is it handled time travel way better than Meet the Robinsons? <laughs> I mean, no, Meet the Robinsons. We proved it is completely, <laughs> completely <laughs> awkwardly. That's right. Works. Oddly enough, this was a movie where if you thought about it too hard, it started to break down. But if you it thought makes, about it way too hard, it made it sense. It made again. sense. <laughs> so, yeah, this so is our job. So this one did. That's right. This one did it better than the Robinsons. So is it thumbs yeah. up, thumbs down? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. I. I I like yeah. it. Um, it was a good if you took yeah. the time travel out, yeah, you could have done some yeah, other you could have, for the escape like, clause, but mixed some other stuff to skip the escape clause. I, you know what I like? I like a little bit of sci-fi in my magic. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's do it. All right, time sure. for some crackpot theories, Brayden. Uh, let's see. Well, Corbin, is that is, is that a theory that you actually wanted to explore, or did you want to explore Brayden's theory? Uh, you have theory? one listed there. What was Brayden's? That was different from mine. Elf. Elf. No, we had the same thing. I didn't put okay. Santa here. You did that. I know. I did that. It's That's not I, Santa. Okay. Right. Santa so Brayden, is Brayden, not Brayden, a time lord. What was your crackpot theory about time lords? Or elves, actually. Well, yeah, elves. <laughs> what's, your, what's your theory? Lay it on us. When you think about it, the elves could be time lords. Because everything in the North Pole is made by the elves. Right. The bag. The bag which, like, everything can fit inside of. Okay, so Santa's bag. Yeah, the elves could have made that. And he could have, like, brought it to that place where he and Carol went. Mm -hmm. He could have brought that to the backstage with all the presents in it. Oh, yeah, okay. You're talking about it in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... So the elves planted the bag there, is what you're saying? Yeah. They brought it for Or them. Santa. Didn't All right, so elves are time lords because, one, you're saying that they have the... 
time lord smaller I mean, bigger on the inside technology right they have the, yeah. because of the bag yeah because did of we the see bag. that in this movie too yeah do you remember do you remember the scene in this movie where we saw that I don't remember it actually. Remember he pulls the uh, snowboard. Oh yeah, that was. Oh yeah, awesome. and he pulls. Yeah. Pull. And she it, tries to fit inside. They did the, they I did can't the Mary fit Poppins. inside. Yeah, yeah. They did the Mary Poppins thing where he puts. It, yeah. I think it literally was a carpet bag. I mean, it was yeah. not a Santa bag. It was like a carpet bag type of thing. And he pulls a whole snowboard out of there. So, on Braden's theory. Yeah. I let's explore. Gathered more evidence. Oh boy. First of all, like everything about these elves pointed them being. Thousands upon thousands of years old. Yeah. They are just well, really hundreds old. and hundreds. I don't and if they're the oldest, the oldest one we hear about is nine hundred. Yeah, but still, that's a long time. And also, well, if you think about it, they're used to people dying, <laughs> which could hint to the fact that they do regenerate. Because it's hinting to the fact that they're used to people dying because and it showing happens. Showing up with a different face, Ooh. like Scott. yeah, yeah. I did not think about that. They're hinting to the fact that this is normal because they are time lords, so this does happen on a regular day basis. Yeah, not a big deal. So, not a big yeah. deal. The quote manipulating the space-time continuum is the least of our worries. Right. And also, they could be hiding out on Earth, just like the guy who was hiding out on the last master. Yeah, the master, when he was hiding out at the end of space, they could be hiding out here on the one place that not even humans can find them. And we do see them mm-hmm. uh, even mingling about on, like, not just yeah. at the North Pole, but... Yeah, on yeah. the planet. Yeah. So, the escape clause and the snow globe can both cause time travel. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you think the sleigh flies? It's obviously a TARDIS. The sleigh is a TARDIS? Yeah. It's got to be a TARDIS. I mean, it's got to be. It travels, it, it manipulates the space-time continuum. And sonic hammers, like, think about it. Sorry? You just, you hit stuff. And it builds. hit random parts of the thing <laughs> with a hammer. And then it builds. You have toys. We're, we're, and then bam, you have a teddy bear. We were talking in the first and second movie about how all you see the elves doing is banging on toys with hammers. Like, it's uh, not like- a nail in sight. They're just... It yeah. sounds like inside of a wooden duck. Like, what are you doing? It sounds like <laughs> tiny hammers. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, so you're saying they have sonic hammers mm-hmm. instead of sonic screws? Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Things. Think about all the other ridiculous technology they have. They've made sentient toys based on Santa Claus. Like, this is true. This is true. They and have a, and a mouse. Crazy technology. They duplicated yeah. a mouse into mm-hmm. a toy. Um, and then we, we mentioned earlier in this very episode the fact that Curtis took it for granted that everyone knows what time travel looks like. Yeah. I know, right? Right? Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Okay, so I guess we'll have to put a poll up on the, uh, on the old Facebook page. Are see, the elves See if the listeners agree. Lords. Are Santa's elves hidden time lords? All right. I have a, uh, a crackpot theory of my own this week. This just dawned on me. That, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what this is. Do you see it? Yeah. Is the Santa Claus 3 a prequel to Elf? You're going to have to explain that. That's one. my crackpot theory. At first, I, I thought that maybe Elf was a sequel to this movie. But then I realized, I actually looked it up. Uh, Elf came out three years before the Santa Claus 3 came out. Mm. So Elf was out. 
So there was already Buddy the Elf, right? Uh, Will mm-hmm. Ferrell's character in the movie Elf is named Buddy. And uh, that already existed when the Santa Claus 3 came out. So now I'm thinking that Santa Claus 3 is a prequel to Elf because Santa names his kid what at the end of this movie? Uh, names him after the father-in-law. Buddy. Remember he says... Buddy Claus. Claus. You have hmm. Buddy Claus uh-huh. at the very end of the movie. and that, That's and, what I was thinking. And what's the very last thing we see before the bloopers? Just a yes. close-up on his smiling face. Right? Yes. The whole movie, the whole movie was about him the whole time. The whole time. We yeah. started off Everything. With, the pregnant, with, the, with the delivery scare, mm-hmm. and we end with a close-up on Buddy uh, Buddy Claus. So here's 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 my here's my rundown. After the tragic death of Carol, Carol in the Tinsel incident, otherwise known as the Tincident. Are you making this up? I am you? absolutely making this up. So after the tragic death of Carol, this is this is after the Santa Claus three, before the movie Elf. The tragic death of Carol in the Tinsel incident, also known as the Tincident. Santa turns into the crotchety Ed Asner, who is the guy that plays Santa in the Elf movie, and quietly grows distant from Buddy. When Buddy becomes too much of a reminder of Carol, he hands him over to the elves, swearing them to secrecy and inventing the story of him stowing away in his bag as an orphan. Mm. But we do get the shot of him at the orphanage and him being in the bag. So. Yeah. How old was he at the orphanage? Or maybe because I don't remember. I've seen elves. He looked, a little bit. he looked like I mean, a year. Yeah. Like a year. Young. Okay. Right. So. Too young to remember. Too young to remember being at the North Pole beforehand, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, so. Oh, what, Brayden? Like, what if a baby played as Buddy Claus? What? What do you mean? Like, a real baby playing as Buddy Claus? That was a real baby. That was that a real was baby. A real baby. Movie. No, like. Oh, what? A baby as an actor for Buddy Claus. A baby as an actor for Body Claws. That's what they did. I'm confused. One thing I did wonder was, uh, I wanted to know the name of that baby that played Buddy Claws. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I couldn't find him. I couldn't yeah. find him because I wanted to track down and see if he if he went on to do anything else. Kind of like yeah. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Lloyd was in a in a commercial at the age of 18 months. Um. So 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 that's what happens, right? So so Carol dies, and. Uh, Santa starts getting all old and crotchety and gets distant from, from, from Buddy and hands him over to the elves and has the elves take him down to an orphanage and swears him to secrecy. And then, and then because that's his dad... He comes up with a story. He sneaks into the back. Ooh. Wait, what? So the reason that it's oh, Ed yeah. Asner... The reason it's, it's Ed Santa Asner died. is because... Scott Calvin. That means Carol Scott. is no longer there, and the baby has no one who can care for no, him. No, Scott Calvin no, did an orphanage. Scott Calvin. No, Carol died. Scott Calvin used the reverse clause. A new Santa. Well, but that would mean that Buddy. Well, Santa would never oh, then, then Buddy would. Yeah, Buddy would never be born. Isn't the whole point Santa of dies. that Buddy is hunting down his dad in New York? It's all a lie. Yeah. Which is why he denies it. Which is why the guy denies it, because it isn't his kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Exactly. It turns out he lost another kid. That's my crackpot theory. I feel like 
doesn't Elf connect to those old stop-motion movies as well with, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Doesn't it connect to those because of that snowman guy or whatever? He makes an appearance in Elf. Yeah, oh, I I'm telling you, I've seen it once and I remember nothing. I, I saw it recently, and I only saw like the only thing I remember about Elf is that uh, is is stuff that you see in memes. Like that's all I remember. I've like, never seen. Oh my it. gosh, Santa! I know him. Like all of the, I only know that stuff from seeing people quote it. So yeah. I don't remember any of the movie. So it would like be great. Theory. It would be great if this. So if my theory is right, and this is Santa Claus is a prequel to Elf, and then therefore Elf and Elf connects to all of the old stop-motion ones, that means it's all one universe. Yeah. Right? So all the Santas... And the, and the all the Santas you do hear about, different actors, they all are Santa. And all the Santas in the mall used to be... <laughs> all the Santas in the mall used to be Santas, and since they went back, That's they want to be Santa again. So the... So so they, the Dress the up only like Santa. people who want to become mall Santas are ones who are trying to recapture an, a forgotten memory of the life that they lived as the real Santa. Yeah, well, it's like in the Christmas like story. This. They just yes. work for Santa. They're not actually Santa, but they do work for him. Right. <laughs> All right, so story, we'll, we'll put a poll up for both of those. All right, so um, under the listener input section, we actually, it was kind of quiet this week. We didn't get any new emails um, that were for the show. Uh, Jared and I have been back yeah. and forth because he and I uh, have been doing some work together. Uh, for upcoming stuff, um, but there wasn't um, wasn't anything on Facebook that was worth talking about off of Facebook. There was some there was some interaction there, but um, no new iTunes reviews or emails or anything like that. Um, so the listener input section this week is your homework because yeah. we have a bunch of a bunch of stuff we need for you guys to do. So first of all, we're going to have up a poll for um, the crackpot theories. One about mm-hmm. is. The Santa Claus trilogy, a prequel to Elf. And then the other one is, are the elves Time Lords? And then mm-hmm. the third poll is, are both of those things true at the same time? That'd be amazing. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and then the other thing is, we need your help with the series recap. The series recap will be um, the next main episode in the feed. We have a mini-sode planned. We don't know where the mini-sode will drop and when the series recap will drop. But sometime in the next couple of weeks, both of those are going to drop into your feed. So um, just assume that a week from from now, so that'd be um, the 29th, right? Yeah. Today's, I don't know. What uh, is today? No, the 22nd. The 22nd. 22nd. Assume, assume that the 22nd is when you're going to hear the series recap, hit the feed, yeah. and don't wait, and go take the poll. So if you go to noobsinthehoovian.com and look at what at this point would be the second post because you'll have you'll have the post for this episode that you're listening to and then right below that will be a post with our poll if you click on that or if you go over to the facebook page you can find the link there as well we'll put the link in the show notes for this one so corbin make a note of that real quick i need to put a a link to the poll in these notes um go take the poll it's for our series three recap it's got uh we want to know what your favorite story was your favorite non-martha companion your favorite moment your the worst moment the funniest moment the scariest creepiest moment your favorite villain um all of those kinds of things and we've got them all listed there for you to vote on some of them are vote and then some of them are fill in the blank because it's too hard to say Um, what was your favorite moment and then list all of the moments every single moment yeah 
can't can't really do that. So, uh, so we need you. We need your help so that we can make the show, uh, the the series recap, uh, a fantastic one. We want to hear from uh, you guys and get your opinion. Um, as we said, the game plan coming up. Uh, we sometime over the next two weeks, uh, we've got a mini-sode coming, and then we've got the series recap. We're also going to be on the road, so we're going to have a mini-sode on the road, and we're hoping to, we're working on some logistics, we're hoping to get in the series recap while we're out and about, so, but we've also got, we're going to, it's Christmas time, so if we don't give it out, get it out there for you guys, um, we, we do hope to get the mini-sode out for you so that you'll you'll uh, get your noobs in the Hoovian fix while we're gone. Um, so in the meantime, guys, make sure that you uh, go do the poll and join us for the uh, next episode as we do the series recap. And then after the series recap, once we get into the new year, we're going to kick off the new year with our first classic Who one-off episode where we're going to be doing An Unearthly Child. And um, uh, before we get to that one, we'll send out information on that one because that one's harder to find, to yeah. watch. So we'll send you out some links and some information on how you can do that best. Um, and until then, guys, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside, especially when there's an extra host in mm -hmm. the, the studio. Uh, your senior producer is Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is that guy. Me? Yes, you. And he has a name. Hi. I'm Trevor. And our production editor is this guy over here. I'm Corbin. Our special guest host this week is this guy. Hi. And he has a name. Braden. Awesome. Special thanks, as always, to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. And I'm going to say special thanks to, Je to Jared for the Classic Who segment, uh, even though we didn't have one this week. Uh, he has been diligently working. He's got one ready for the mini-sode. I'm excited to release that one, so thanks again, Jared, for that. You can find us, at all, as always, at facebook.com slash noobsandthehoovian. You can email us at noobsandthehoovian at gmail.com, or you can check us out at noobsandthehoovian.com. Make sure you subscribe to us. Leave a uh, rating wherever you found us. Um, you know, one thing I haven't checked, I've been checking our iTunes reviews. I don't know if we have reviews anywhere else. I need to go. I need to go look at Stitcher and Spreaker and all the crazy places that were listed. Everywhere. Yeah, wherever you found us, leave us a review, share us with a friend, and uh, until next time, guys, my name is Austin, I'm the Whovian, these are my sons, Corbin, Tripp, and Brayden. And, and we're, we're the news. And we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.